Well, all right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? I am back. I'm Don Mega, and this is another Am I on the Air Quick Bite. I'm so happy that you've joined me here tonight for this quick bite of information. As you know, this is a spinoff podcast of the Am I on the Air podcast, which airs every Monday night, bringing you the latest and greatest in all of entertainment news, television, movies, reviews, non-spoiler Go ahead, check out the main podcast if you've never heard it before and you're into stuff like this, entertainment news. I think you'll enjoy it. This right here is our spinoff podcast where I bring you a very isolated incident and it's what we call a quick bite of information, usually 10, 15 minutes. We really get into something specific and break it all down because we don't have time to do it on the main podcast. So tonight... Uh, We're broadcasting live from the Red Dragons Radio Studios. It is a Tuesday. It's May the 3rd. um, And tomorrow is May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you, everybody. Tonight, I want to get into the fast and the furious drama that is going on. This franchise is going into its 10th movie, Fast X, now in production Can you believe it? This franchise started 20 years ago with a little racing movie. Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, you know, kind of like Point Break. Who would have ever thought that it would have gone on to Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious without the the, Fast Five, Fast Furious Six, uh, Fast Seven, The Fate of the Furious, Fast Nine, The Fast Saga, And here we are going into Fast X, the 10th film. They're saying that this is going to wrap up the franchise, right? It's supposed to be a two-parter. So this is going to wrap up the main franchise, and then they're only going to do spinoffs from this point, like a Hobbs and Shaw. Who knows, man? I know we're all waiting for that Tyrese and Ludacris movie to come out. It's going to be awesome. Um, But, you know, we're getting ready to go into the 10th film. And they just started filming a couple weeks ago. We had heard all the big news that like Jason Momoa had signed on, right? Jason Momoa going to be the villain. We heard that Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, had joined the cast. We weren't sure who she was going to play. Is she going to be Brian's sister? Is she Charlize Theron Cypher? Is it her sister? Like, what's she going to do? Is she a villain? Is she a hero? Who knows? And then, of course, like I said, Charlize Theron returning, possible another villain joining up. Is Jason Statham coming back? We know The Rock ain't coming back, but um, is John Cena coming back? I mean, there's a lot of questions here, but you would think they'd pull out all the stops because this is going into the final chapters of the Fast and Furious saga. I like to call Fast 10, Fast 10, your seatbelts, uh, but they didn't go with that title. They went with Fast X. And last week, we got the breaking, shocking news that director Justin Lin had dropped out. That's right. Two weeks into filming, the director of the movie walks away. Doesn't happen very often when cameras are rolling and your director walks away. Justin Lin stepped away from his role as director and he put out a little Instagram post with the Fast X logo and it said... With the support of Universal, I have made the difficult decision to step back as director of Fast X while remaining with the project as a producer. Lin, who co-wrote the film with Dan Mazow, said in a statement posted on the franchise's official Twitter account, 
Over 10 years and five films, we've been able to shoot the best actors, the best stunts, and the best damn car chases. On a personal note, as the child of Asian immigrants, I am proud of helping to build the most diverse franchise in movie history. I will forever be grateful to the amazing cast, crew, and studio for their support and for welcoming me into the Fast family. So that happened last week um, and shocked the hell out of everybody because this isn't like it's Justin Lin's first foray into the Fast and Furious world. He had directed five of the movies. He came in and did Tokyo Drift. That's when he entered the building, right? He did Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, when everybody was like, oh, this franchise is dead, it's over, there's no Vin Diesel, no Paul Walker in this one. What the hell? But a lot of people love Tokyo Drift. I love Tokyo Drift. It's fun. But then Justin Lin had a good time with that, and then they decided they wanted to kind of bring the original crew back, so he directed the fourth movie. And then he did the fifth movie, which is the best of all of them, right? I love Fast Five. That is the best movie of the whole franchise. That's when The Rock came in, and we got really down to it. He did Fast Six, and then he stepped away for Fast Seven. He didn't do seven or eight, but then he came back for nine. And then he had said, I'm going to do 10 and 11 and wrap up this franchise as well. So very, very cool. Justin Lin's a great director. I like his style. I like what he brought to all those movies. And we were ready for it. But he steps away. And he stepped away in a very polite and political uh, kind of way. You know, just saying, hey, thanks. But, you know, I'm leaving. No, nothing else to it. Well, of course, as the dust has started to settle... There is more to it. And now we're starting to see maybe what Dwayne The Rock Johnson was talking about when him and Vin got into their feud. And basically The Rock said straight up, I ain't coming back to this franchise because uh, some people are not hard workers. Some people um, don't have respect for their co-workers. And he kind of said some stuff. And we were like, you know, is, is this just The Rock And how he personally feels is this stuff that really happened. I don't know. But very interesting stuff. Then, like I said, we start to find out maybe Justin Lin stepped away for the same kind of things. Um, You know, families come in all shapes and sizes. They could be loving. They could be nurturing. They could be boisterous and brash. Well, the Fast and Furious franchise, which runs on the theme of family, became the latter when only days into shooting the latest installment, Fast 10, director Justin Lin did the unthinkable and he quit. Directors have been replaced mid-production before things like Bohemian Rhapsody, Solo, A Star Wars Story, uh, being recent examples. Those, however, were incidents where filmmakers were fired. In the case of Fast 10, it was the director who had had enough. Enough of the constantly changing script, enough of the process of making a fast movie, and enough of the managing from the movie's driving star and fellow producer, Vin Diesel. Lin was handling writing duties on the movie and believed he had locked a script going into it, right? So you you write a movie, it's locked, and you're like, all right, let's go film it. But nope, not that simple. Universal and Diesel had other thoughts. A key location that had been secured was cut due to its Eastern Europe um, location because of the war in Ukraine, and the movie still hadn't cast one of its villains yet. 
On top of that, even Lynn tried to draw lines in the sand. The studio said it would be sending a writer to London to polish dialogue for some of the actors, a move that was expected but apparently not welcomed by Justin Lin at the time. The constantly moving target proved too much for the season Lin, who on April 23rd had a major disagreement with Diesel. The four-person meeting had begun with Diesel having new notes, it ended with a slammed door, and Justin finally had enough. He was quoted as saying, this movie is not worth my mental health. And that's what one source said that was around this meeting. Both Lynn and Diesel, of course, declined to comment on the story. Uh, a Universal spokesperson said that any creative differences leading to Justin Lynn's exit were with the studio, not with fellow producers, cast, or crew. In the heat of the moment, Lynn said that he was through with the movie. The studio took him seriously, and by April 25th, a settlement was reached for Lynn to exit the production. He would remain involved as a producer. A great many of the crew had worked on F9 with Lynn for a spell, wondered what their next moves would be. But Lynn, according to insiders, gave his blessing that they should stay on. Regardless, the muscle car had lost its driver as it was speeding down the highway. On April 26th, three days after the blow-up, Lynn announced his departure on fast social media channels, and which we just went over earlier with the quote. Um, Lynn's departure was months in the making and offers a glimpse into the kind of pressure cooker environment that working on the franchise, now almost 21 years old, has become. It also illustrates how high the stakes are for the studio. Universal Pictures, its key star and producer Diesel, and any director caught in the storm of making the mega blockbuster. Lynn, more than any director, knew what he was getting into with Fast 10. He had directed five Fast movies, starting with the third installment, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. He guided the series from a simple and modestly budgeted car-oriented action movie to a globe-spanning, stunt-cranking, worldwide box office juggernaut, especially with 2011's Fast 5, which brought in The Rock and set the new course, Big Names, Bigger Set Pieces. Lynn was coming off 2021's F9, The Fast Saga, which had the unfortunate luck of being released during the pandemic. While a $726 million worldwide gross is nothing to lose your engine oil over, it was the lowest tally since Fast 5. Pressure was on to make the 10th installment a barn burner, and the director, with a little break in between, put the key in the ignition and started right up to start working on the next one. The pressure on Universal to maintain the Fast franchise is immense. It's the biggest franchise in the studio's history, closing, uh, closing in over $6 billion theatrically. But 20 years in, the movies have become very, very expensive. Sources say that the Fast 10 budget was creeping upwards to the $300 million mark, and that's without any marketing or publicity spent. Over $100 million of that is above the line cost, which have ballooned over the years as the studio has juggled high seven and eight figure salaries for actors such as Charlize Theron, whose part has only grown. Latest newcomers Jason Momoa and Brie Larson and veterans like Michelle Rodriguez, Ludacris, Tyrese, all of those figures pale in comparison to the fees coming to Vin Diesel's way. Diesel had become his own personality to be reckoned with. At this point in the Fast franchise, he long ago had become the dominant force and was not afraid to flex his muscle. His clash with The Rock led to the former superstar wrestler to leave the franchise, even rebuffing public outreach. And the writing process for the movies was unorthodox, to say the least. 
Insiders say writers would pen an action sequence and Diesel would say yes or no to it, leaving the director with the job of making them fit. Or not, if Diesel changed his mind. The whole process is a mosaic that never stops moving. That's what one insider said who's been making several of the Fast movies up close. Fast films have also seen their share of unfortunate, if not tragic, setbacks. In 2013, Paul Walker, who starred in the movies of Vin Diesel, died in a car accident while on break of production of Fast 7. Fast 7 then suspended production for months while the studio, producers, and director James Wan overhauled the entire shoot as they figured out ways to do both to honor Walker and move forward without him. While clearly not as dire, Lynn's exit certainly was a most unwelcome development. Fast 10 pivoted to shooting second unit photography as the studio and Diesel scrambled to find a replacement director. The process was costing the studio upwards of a million dollars a day to keep the crew and locations on standby. And after finding a director for the franchise wasn't going to be easy, you need to find someone who can play ball with the studio, Vin, and the actors. You can maybe count on two hands filmmakers that would want to take on this challenge. Most filmmakers will follow this under life's too short. Um, you know, they were saying, hey, why don't we reach out? Why don't we go back to other people that have done other installments, right? Production tried to reach out to F. Gary Gray, who did Fate of the Furious, but he's in the middle of shooting a new Kevin Hart movie for Netflix. James Wan, who did Fast 7, he's currently in production on Aquaman 2. They reached out to David Leach, who, of course, did Hobbs and Shaw, but he's getting ready to shoot a new Ryan Gosling movie. And, you know, even if Universal was going to try to pull him off that Ryan Gosling movie, the studio risk losing Ryan Gosling to another project or worse, angering the actor who may not want to push his schedule to accommodate. On the plus side, as one agency source notes, it could be a great opportunity. If you land this 747 and prevent a crash, you're going to be a hero. Uh, the hope for a hero was found in Louis Letier, a sturdy hand director who was experienced in big visual effects work, having done the remake of Clash of the Titans uh, and the well-regarded but short-lived Netflix series Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. He did, of course, action car chases in the Jason Statham franchise for the Transporter movies, and he, of course, directed The Incredible Hulk for the MCU. Uh, so Leterrier, according to one insider, has always been in contention for directing gigs for the Fast movies due to his experience and interest. And it looks like now he's getting his shot as he's finalizing a deal to direct the movie. His deal is expected to close this week and uh, the project will be out of the pit and back on the road shortly. Um, so there you go. That's kind of everything in a nutshell, guys. Pretty nuts when you think about it, you know. Um, the director steps away. Now we're hearing a lot of it has to do with Vin Diesel. Frustration over Vin Diesel saying that Diesel shows up on the set late, that he shows up not knowing his lines, that he's showing up out of shape. A lot of frustration with Vin is, you know, what we're hearing. And this is what The Rock was talking about and why he didn't want to be involved. So it is pretty nuts, guys. You know, and then with Vin being a producer, he can jump in and he can just say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Change this, change that. And that's very hard on a director. And I can understand him being quoted as saying, my mental health is not worth this movie. You know, they're saying uh, Justin Lin is walking away from a 15 to $20 million payday for not doing this film. So that shows you how serious it is. So... I like Vin Diesel, and I hope he can get his shit together. I don't really hear about this kind of stuff from the rest of his castmates. 
So I don't know if it's just something he pulls with directors or writers, um, but he needs to get it together. Because at this point, they're supposed to be doing Fast 10 and 11 almost back to back. Is that even going to happen anymore? Are we just going to make 10 and kind of see how it goes? Are we still going to try to do two back to back? I don't know. You know, $300 million budget. The first movie was made for like 30 mil. And now we're up to 300 million. They're saying that 100 million of it is just cast salary. That's insane. That makes it one of the most expensive movies of all time. Being just as expensive as like Endgame and Infinity War and, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It's crazy, man. We're talking about cars. I mean, it's nuts. I'm a big, big fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. I want to see it succeed. And I really want to see it go out on a high note. If these are the last two movies of the franchise, I want to see it go out strong. I don't want to hear about the drama. I already got to deal with the fact that my boy, The Rock, ain't coming back. And that upsets me because I want to see him back in this franchise. You know, I thought Justin Lin was the guy to take it home. And now we're going to have a different director. So I'm hoping Louis Leterrier will come in and he'll do a good job with it. My fingers are crossed and I wish nothing but the best for the Fast Saga. That's my quick bite for you guys, man. I'm going to get up on out of here. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope that I've kind of painted the bigger picture here around what's going on. Uh, So everybody, take care of yourselves and each other. Make sure you follow us on our socials. Go to amiontheart.com. We're available on all your favorite streaming platforms. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to Am I On The Air. Get us on all the socials. We're everywhere you're looking for. My name is Don Mega. This is Am I On The Air Quick Bites. And until next time, y'all. Peace.